Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Devin Leary. And this is Carolina Barlow. And we just had a national holiday, which was Sunday night's finale of The White Lotus. I thought you were going to say Sunday night's episode of Sister Wives, but uh, (laughs) okay. Um, No, I mean, listen, the world stood still. It did. But okay, I think we have to say what are theories were going in and then talk about what actually happened. Absolutely. Okay. So I was blind as a fucking dingbat. <laughs> I thought that little grandpa was going to die. I also thought that those gays were going to die. Oh, I, I know, but listen, by the way, if you guys, this is an episode on the finale, so spoiler alerts abound. And at this point, you, you really need watched, to do the work. You are sick then. <laughs> you need It's help. just like Kim Kardashian said. It feels like nobody wants to work anymore. It feels like nobody wants to turn on their HBO Max anymore. I know. And it's like, get over it. It's like, you have to put the work in. I have put the work in. I have made dinner around the White Lotus. I have gotten my family together. Yes, I unfortunately had to watch Harper and Ethan's sex scene, which was extremely satisfying, except for the fact that I was watching it next to my father. Okay, really? you and I have such differing views. Go ahead. Okay, well, let me jump back to who I thought was going to die. I thought those gays were getting pushed off a cliff. I was convinced someone was being pushed off a cliff. I don't know if it was the shots of the ocean hitting the rocks. I don't know if it was the story that the king gay told to her about a woman dying um, because the mafia killed her because they wanted her home, which was sort of a myth he told her about an island before they left um, the hotel. But I was convinced all of the gays were going to die. 
I was also convinced Tanya's husband was going to make an appearance and return and die. And um, I thought also Jack, the hot Love Island guy, was going to die. So I was just convinced that all the bad, deceitful people in this world, even I thought maybe Theo James gets killed somehow. Maybe Daphne kills Theo James. I was convinced that something like that was going to happen. Um, I think I, I thought I thought Harper and Ethan were going to split up. Um, As I thought they Daphne- should have. Okay, well, I disagree, and mainly it's because I can, I couldn't, like, uh, Ethan is so my type in terms of, like, mannerisms and how, like, listen, I'm not saying that he's a good husband. You I'm saying that he's my type. You in an abusive dynamic. Oh, got it. I don't think he's uh, abusive. I think he's out to lunch. Devin's looking at me like I just said I voted for Mitt Romney oh, in 2010. Oh, God, Carolina. 12? It's hard. Okay. So, Devin, what did you think that was going to happen? All right. Let me let me self-soothe for a second, because I know I know that when people disagree with me, I get like scared and angry and I want everyone to validate my experience and agree. Devin's exactly holding with me. a rock that says breathe on it. It's like it's like my only like the only true happiness I will ever find in this world is if everybody says like. One day I wake up and everyone in my life calls me and says, like, I actually realized you were right about everything. Thank you. And that'll never happen. Um, We're going to all do that on Thursday. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. You guys got a plan. Get excited. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, So what was I saying? Okay. So I, I, all right, let me just talk about my theories. I'm too agitated. So my theories were, I rewatched all of the season again, a third time. And there was all this stuff about like, there was like this, the Godfather scene where it says in Sicily, a woman is a loaded gun. There was Hades and Persephone there. I was like, okay, so this is going to be about how women have been like putting up with men's shit for too long. And they're going to fucking like finally turn the tables. And so in that sense, I thought I knew that Lucia was scamming Albie, but I also thought that Albie was going to like try to get the money back from instead of Albie just being like, dad, can I have $50,000? I guess I never could have foreseen someone being that much of a spoiled asshole. That's stupid. Yeah. So I (laughs) I will trade you my mom for $50,000. So I thought instead that he was going to try to confront Ethan and Cameron about them owing Lucia money and he was going to get involved in their scuffle and like accidentally fall off a balcony. Um, Also, because. I, as pointed out by my friend Haley, at one point, Jennifer Coolidge makes a comment like, oh, wow, like this balcony, has anyone ever like fallen over the side? But then again, I guess that came over up later because she fell off the side of something. Um, and I guess she was a woman with a loaded gun. So it's like, I just misread these theories. I also thought that Daphne was going to have an absolute switch. I thought, Me when, too. I thought when Ethan told Daphne, that Cameron hooked up with Harper. I thought Daphne was going to be like, oh, okay, got it. Switch flips. And she goes fucking nuts, kills Cameron, kills Ethan, maybe kills Harper. Like I thought she was just going to go fucking crazy. And I was so excited for that. And that didn't happen. So what did happen was um, absolutely traumatizing. Okay. I, what happened was traumatizing because 
This show ended up being okay. The show was perfect. That being said, the ending felt like an attack on monogamy that I don't support or appreciate. Basically, the end the the end of the Harper Ethan Cameron Daphne storyline was such a disappointment to me. I was enraged about it. Like, okay, so basically she's going to stay with Ethan now because all she had to do was cheat on him with someone else for him to become interested in her, in her again. Never mind all the months he spent withdrawing sex from her and then gaslighting her about it. She's just like, oh, cool. You want to have sex with me now? Great. I guess we're married still. I guess we're happy. I guess we'll cuddle at the airport. And then with Cameron and Daphne, it's like, I guess they're happy because they cheat on each other all the time. Like, what's the moral of this story here? Okay, I have a few thoughts, one of which is Ethan to me seems like he doesn't seem to me like he was intentionally gaslighting. Bear with me. He seems to be the kind of guy who doesn't know how to communicate. Like when he's like, I love you. You're an adult. So learn. Oh, he's just the type of guy who doesn't know how to communicate. Carolina, imagine I called you about a, a man that I was dating and was like, well, it's not his fault. He won't have sex with me even when he's watching porn and literally has a boner. And I'm like, oh, OK, can we have sex? He like ignores me and gets in the shower and says nothing. And but you know what? He just doesn't know how to communicate. What would you think? I, listen, you're right. I OK, this is why I want to defend Ethan. I find him very attractive, like strikingly so. Like when he was fighting Theo James in the ocean, I was like I had my own boner and I truly, I just can't like, I, I, I'm, I'm without words. I'm a schoolgirl, And, um, in the first to say that I plan, I'm hoping for a monogamous relationship. I would love to be in a monogamous relationship someday, not today, not right now, but eventually, but I do understand that you are going to be attracted to other people. Maybe not to the extent that you will run off with them like Daphne and Harper. Daphne and Ethan. Okay. Not to the extent that you're going to run off with them and have sex on a random Island like Daphne and Ethan do. But I think that there's this weird tit for tat thing that's going on that makes this like such an incestuous like bubble that they're in all of a sudden. And that dinner they have was like one of my favorite scenes because you really didn't need to know. All you need to know was that Cameron and Daphne are delusional people. And so they just sit down. Cameron literally has like a cut on his face from Ethan punching him. And he's like, who could believe that we'd still be friends all like these years. It's just so, and Daphne's like, I love you, babe. And it's like, you clearly had sex with someone else today. I think that Harper needed to be seen sexually. And she was by her husband for like, he was imagining her having sex. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like we, we do not need to clarify that this is fucked up, but it's also like hypersexual. And he was someone who was turned off sexually And I think Daphne is giving the philosophy when she gives Megan Fahey, by the way, gives one of like the best performances on TV I've ever seen when Ethan tells her that Harper and Cameron have slept together. And it was so funny because me and my sister and some people on Twitter were saying like, it's clear the hurt for her is from Harper. 
Like she's opened up to this woman about the fact that her husband cheats on her. She says that she has trouble making female friends, all this stuff. Then she just finds out like this woman probably fucked her husband. And then you see her fucking scheme in five seconds. Like I've never seen scheming done before. She literally looks off, sees this island, looks back to him and is like, you know, I bet that what you think happened wasn't all that bad. And she says, you don't have to know everything about someone to love them. And she says, also, some mystery can be kind of sexy, don't you think? And I agree with her on those fronts. And I do think that Harper and Ethan, again, this is where, listen, I know you're going to honestly, like, shoot daggers at me through your eyes. And even our listeners might be upset. This is what I'm like, okay, you guys have been married, what, eight, a decade This is not that bad if you guys both had sex with this random couple on a crazy Italian trip. And if you guys just needed to wake up sexually and if this is what did it, fine. Okay. I really like my mom used to say that she thought I was going to be a lawyer because of like how much I argued as a kid. And and like, I really do think that that was my calling that I missed. And I don't think I ever could have done it because I'm not a hard enough worker. But like. I feel a fire inside me when someone when you want to go to court, I want to take you to court right now. Like I'm like and I and I want to take anyone to court who disagrees with me about this. But this is what I'll say. Okay, yes, people are going to be attracted to other people. You are going to be attracted to other people in your relationship. You are going to have sex problems in your relationship. Talk about that. Communicate about that. That's all Harper wanted was to communicate about that. And he was not man enough. This is the thing to me about Ethan. I can't find him attractive because he's like a little boy. Like he doesn't have the balls to fucking talk about what's going on. He's acting like a child. It's disgusting to me. And it's like, I've been in that relationship before where it's like, okay, can we just talk about like, can we just acknowledge that something's weird? And then to ice someone out like that and be like, what okay what are you talking about like I didn't do anything what's going like that is so fucked up and it's so childish so it's like okay I totally understand that like they're that they have been together a long time like so talk about that be like we need to spice things up maybe or like this couple is attractive great maybe you guys can have a foursome maybe whatever but like fucking talk about it. That's what like disgusts me about him is like him with his rolling his eyes and acting like a teenage boy when he's in a marriage. You're in an adult I, relationship. Act like an adult. Truly, I'm having trouble concentrating because talking about him, I'm just thinking about the actor and I I'm so sexually attracted to him. It's not a joke. And I agree with what you're saying. That is a fucked up thing to do. That is gaslighting, pretending that there aren't specifically sex problems in a relationship because for women, for myself, that is tied to a lot of feelings of like my own sexuality. If I've, I've dated someone, um, when I was like 19 who, so I was like 
could have sex at the drop of a hat. Like when I was 19, literally, I could be ready for sex in like 20 minutes if meeting the right guy. And there was a boyfriend I had who like wouldn't have sex with me sometimes who I was really in love with. And it was totally the same thing where he was like, what? Like, I'm just not in the mood. And it was like, you're the sex crazed one. And then me feeling like, oh my God, like I'm not attractive enough. He doesn't want to have sex with me. And like, you know, I just wish I could time travel and tell that person to like go have sex with as many people as possible. But um, unfortunately, I decided to really try to um, you settle into that. You yeah. And you try to like, I need to convince you yes. I'm sexually attractive yes. instead of being like, actually, like this random guy like won't stop staring me at a party and I should just be having sex with him. Yes. Um. So I agree. I think that what I have come to the conclusion that my attraction to Ethan is maybe not healthy. But um, Devin and I obviously differ. The sex scene I thought was so good. I also felt like it was an injustice to her character. It's like, I feel like really she's just like, oh, okay, you want to have sex with me now? Yay. Like she was just crying. I feel like if that was me, I would have been like, don't touch me. Like there's serious shit going on. Like what the hell? You know what I mean? Like it just felt like, okay, now she's cuddling with him at the airport because who cares about all that other stuff? He finally had sex with her. It just felt like, I don't know, like it, it, I will say like that really disappointed me and <laughs> you are so legitimately upset. Right I'm now. so upset and it upsets me that like people like on Twitter and stuff, I like, think that that Ethan was the wronged party. It's like, guys. Oh, well, that's absolutely nuts. No, guys, I com- <laughs> come on. But I will say like, I, I on my to to take you know to keep my side of the street clean as taylor sure. swift, as taylor swift says we should do so i've thought this whole time like jack the love island guy was not attractive and i've been like what is the whole big shebang about this the second he turned into like an evil kidnapper i was like that is so hot like he's so hot to me when he like turns her in the car and like laughs makes it, her jump and he's like are you meant mental oh me are you mental oh, i was like okay maybe I like that. When he locked the doors, I felt a tingling sensation. I was like, okay. Um, And then when he's like smoking the cigarette at the abandoned warehouse, like, so then I was like, okay, something maybe is deeply wrong with me that I suddenly was like, now this is a contender. (laughs) The cowabunga. When you saw the cowabunga tattoo on his neck. Well, yeah, it it just became clear this week that that's what that said. And by the way, I had a a poster from a book fair in my bedroom growing up that was like a golden retriever puppy on a surfboard that said cowabunga. That's sick. Isn't it? I wish I had it back. I was convinced that he was going to shoot and kill Portia right then and there. And there was a theory online that he was meant to kill her, but decided not to last minute, which I do think I agree with. That makes sense. And, and also like, Someone posted on Twitter the moment where she's like, oh, so you fuck your uncle? Like, that is when I was like, oh, he's going to kill you now. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. As an assistant, as a former assistant, let me just say that Porsche's... I, I have a lot of jealousy of Portia A because she had two love interests on a um, work trip. I, I, I've um, had not that I haven't had the experience on location. And even though I love seeing Twitter tear her apart for her outfits, like they she wears like what Lizzie McGuire wears. I guess Haley Richardson, the actress who played her, said recently in an interview that some of them are her own clothes. And everyone was like, we, I would never share that. Like, keep that to yourself, honey. I saw that there was an interview with the with the costume designer for this show, which, by the way, I know that like all the awards are going to go to fucking like the crown or something. But the Incredible. costume design on this show has been so the prostitute slowly going going from like dressing like Devin in 2011 to looking like models for Miu Miu has been. And Jennifer Coolidge or all of her yeah, outfits. I know. And like in the end, here is what I'll say. The costume designer said in an interview that Portia is supposed to be like her. Her costume design is supposed to be like a girl who just graduated college and like doesn't know who she is yet. That's accurate. She said she literally <laughs> ordered like the clothes from like Instagram sponsored brands and then like some thrift store stuff. And it's like it totally and a lot of urban outfitters, she said. And I was like, that totally makes sense. It's like she she's trying to be trendy sometimes and it just doesn't work. And like, I will say, OK, so let me own something here and say I was sick of Jennifer Coolidge. And I said that last week, but she her performance this episode was so like otherworldly, otherworldly, so funny. So it was like everything. And I I regret ever saying anything negative. When she doesn't think the guys can see her while she's running and then she slowly slows down and is like, hi. That was genius. I love when she finally tells Porsche the truth and says he was kind of fucking his <laughs> he was kind of fucking his uncle. I 
I had a hard time. Like I, it's so funny because we were talking so passionately about this show, but that's what I love about good TV and, and good, like it, it's just because it, it feels personal because your feelings do get involved. It does affect you. So when she falls into the, first of all, the acting she does when she runs into the bedroom, it is a nod to the Godfather. She runs into the bathroom with a gun. The acting it's just phenomenal. She looks so scared. I hearken back to the fact that she has family trauma. Like that's how good it was as I was thinking about her backstory. I love how they shot it. She just bursts out there shooting like crazy. And then she gives a line that I think true romance listeners will fully connect with where she says, is Greg cheating on me? I know. I know, you know, to a guy who who literally can't speak because blood is coming out of his mouth because she just shot him. And it's like, yes, no matter what, <laughs> even if my husband is trying to kill me, I talk about being gaslit. I want to know the truth. I want to know why he's acting so weird. Well, also, like, I think that was part of the commentary on monogamy, too, though. It was like, OK, this is so stupid. Who cares if he's cheating on you at this point? And it's like, I still care. About cheating. Am I alone here? No, I get it. I got it. Okay. And also, I will say that... Okay. Here's the thing. There were so many red herring. Like, the Godfather thing. It's like, we thought she was. it was going to be, like, a case of, like, someone getting killed who was supposed to be someone else because she was, like, like wearing the same dress as the Apollonia dummy. A studio exec sent in a tip to Dumois saying she would be on next season to throw us off. No, but this is what's annoying. I'm like, the red the red herrings went too far. Like, them saying at the beginning that it was hotel guests and it wasn't really, like, that's annoying. It's like, you just wanted us to not know. Like, that's annoying. I So when we see her, one of the most tragic scenes in history when she goes, you can do this and falls off the boat, the boat bump that was heard around the world, and then we see her in the water and the opera is playing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, you know, Madame Butterfly. Like, this is tragic. She is the tragic heroine. And a pin could have dropped in my house. My friend was over. My dad was in town. We were all watching it together. And it, the silence was deafening because I knew that everyone was just holding their breath, being like, please, please, not her. Like, please, she still lives. She somehow still lives. Please, please, please. And nope. She does turn out to be dead. Megan Fahey finds her in the water. We see her get put into the casket. It's also terrible. I was reading um, some pieces of a New York uh, Times interview before we jumped on to record. And Mike White is literally saying that whenever Jenna Jennifer is saying that whenever Mike White was in a good mood, she would turn to him and say, I don't have to die, do I? <laughs> and Mike White is saying that he felt like, is it the end of me and Jennifer's friendship? Wow. Which I but he was like, I really think I handled it well. I think I did it right. But then he watches it. He said he went over to watch it with her alone. And she was so sad that Tanya died. And he realized, like, something is going to be missing next season. Like, I made this show because I wanted to work. I wrote this show for her because I wanted to work with her. Well, I think that I'm kind of, I still am kind of excited to see the show without her. Like, I, I, I think she I think her storyline was like a perfect arc and I don't think it needed to go further. I think you're right. I hate I hate that. I think she did have to die. By the way, I've never related something more 
Like when she looks at that and she's like, oh, wait, like I can't do that. Like I I relate so much to that where it's like, OK, that's actually just kind of a minor inconvenience. Like you have to figure out a way to get down to the boat and you're suddenly like, no, I cannot go any further. I can't do <laughs> there this. There were stairs behind her. It is so tragic. She was just. Yeah, it's one of those things that I relate to where it's like, OK, if there's like a line at the bar and like my credit card has like a tab open it's like I'm like I'll just cancel the card and get a new one like I just can't I cannot deal with that and that's like she just killed all these men who were trying to kill her and then she's like I can't do that and then she's like all right let me try and then like it's just such a like goofy ending but yeah I mean I remember thinking okay she's gonna kill all these men and then what's next like next season she's killed like seven men and that's like how do we recover from that? But I think we could have done it. Like, listen, she's I rich. really would have. I would have suspended my disbelief for more Jennifer Coolidge. I feel bad for her as an actress because good parts like that for women over 30. Listen, good parts for women under 30. Good parts for women in general are so rare. Like, that's why it was so fun watching this show, too, is like. I identified with Harper. Megan Fahey wasn't just like a stupid ditz. She was someone who was very calculating. Okay. And can I also, Valentina. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say quickly about Megan Fahey. Like you said about Jennifer Coolidge, like the acting is so good that it evokes a backstory. When she was talking to Ethan and she's like, to not like, again, says something about like, just to not be a victim. Like you have to, I, then I suddenly was like, okay, she was a victim of something dark at one point. She's trying to run away from that. Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> That's really interesting. I do think she it's it's interesting the dialogue online about her and Cameron about like, are they happy? Are they not happy? And there's that shot of Cameron flossing in the bathroom, which is probably the best piece of acting by Theo James in the show where and I didn't put it together until I looked on Twitter. But in the background, you hear, daddy, I want to see daddy. I want to see daddy. And someone said, he knows it's not his son. Because Wait, wh- you hear Megan oh, Fahey's on FaceTime oh, okay, with the okay, children. Okay, okay. And you hear the baby, his his son be like, I want to see it. And she's like, okay. And she starts calling for Cameron. Right when he hears, like, I want to see daddy, that's when his face drops. Wow. And you see how angry he is. And he storms into the room. And it's like, oh, of course. And, and then you think, like, of course you know it's not your son. Like, if I'm him and i see this blonde eyed blue eyed blonde haired blue eyed baby my wife knows i'm cheating on her i'm i'm suspicious yeah and she spends all her time with that trainer yeah and she sees and she says she spends more time with her trainer than she does her husband because he's quote-unquote working all the time i also want to give a shout out to valentina um the love front desk um the manager of the hotel who who if I had to guess if anyone had a tragic or like obviously she was going to live but if anyone was going to leave the storyline unsatisfied I was guessing she would be one of them the fact that she got a very happy ending speaks I I, I really appreciated that like she had the sexual awakening and she mm. I mean it's interesting because I think it goes along with what you're saying about monogamy but in the sense of that she broke the rules like she's kicking these prostitutes out of the hotel they're not supposed to be there and then suddenly she's basically hiring a prostitute for herself like she is exchanging financial goods for sex 
but it's like healthy and this prostitute is like is doing it all for herself like she wants to be behind a piano but she's also a good person and like sees that like this woman like i love what she says like i think you are gonna need a real lesbian lover though yeah and valentina like you think that she's gonna be upset but then she's like you think right she's like i know a lot of really hot girls who are gay and you see like this door opening in her life. And um, I read that Val, the actress who played Valentina, she, there was a line that they cut where she said to someone that like, basically I was married to a man and it didn't work out well. And the actress said she created her own backstory that she was abused by a man, like in a marriage. Yeah. And it makes sense. when You think about like how much she like hates men. Like she's always like scolding them and yelling at them. And how timid she is in that bar scene when the prostitute's basically seducing her. But she also, that actress, improvised the Peppa Pig line, which is a candidate for best line of the show. I actually didn't love the Peppa Pig line because I kind of was like, why would she evoke Peppa Pig, like uh, that character? But whatever, I guess I'm just a hater in a lot of ways. It's okay. It's what I love about you. (laughs) I... <laughs> I um I was happy for her and I thought how are they going to end this show? How are they going to end like when the co- when the coffin went into the casket? I was like they can't end it this way. And when I saw those two prostitutes walking in the street in their pretty outfits, I thought of you, I thought of That made me joy. really happy. I thought of sunshine when they say hi to the um doorman who played their f- fake pimp. That made me really happy. I love the architecture behind that. I loved what a good actress she was, and I loved that like as Albie told his dad like $50,000 is nothing to you. They just spent 7 days at a resort in Sicily that probably cost them like 20 grand. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to 
stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, okay, so I think that the movie Joy should have been about Lucia and Mia and instead of about an excuse for David O'Russell to watch Jennifer Lawrence using phallic objects to clean. But I agree. Like, I was like, oh, this is everything. Like, that made up Mia and Lucia running through the streets and, like, saying hi to Alessio. I That made up for the ending of the couple's storyline for me. I was like, okay, this was honestly worth it. And, like, I love this so much. Someone said women's rights. I'm supporting women's wrongs. <laughs> well, also, like, I... It was interesting with the Albie and his dad thing. It's like, there's no good side. It's like, on the one hand, I'm like, Albie is so spoiled for just being like, okay, just give me $50,000. On the other hand, the dad is so fucked up for being like, okay, I will if you like convince your mom to like me again. I'm just like, oh God, this is like such a, I mean, I got, I, I argued with someone about this. It's like, does the masculinity get better over time? I don't think so. It's like, I think it's still... Albie's still problematic. It's like, I don't think a lot they of... All, they all were skeezy and checked out that girl in the airport. Like, yeah. to me, that was like, oh, now, now after being, like, oh, such a fucking turned. easy mark, he's, he's turned. turned. Oh, my God. He's going to become an incel. He's going to get Chad surgery to have an he's, angular jawline. <laughs> he's going to get Cowabunga tattooed on his neck. <laughs> he is just going to be that guy who, like, suddenly, because he was an idiot, is putting that on all women that he meets as if they want his money when really they're just going to be like, oh, he's going to be the equivalent of the men who when I uh, was on Hinge and I changed my bio to like looking for something casual, the men who messaged me angrily and were like, oh, you can say that. But if a man says he wants something casual, then something's wrong with it. Like the men who attack psychotic for no reason. So that's Albie now. And and by the way, like, I feel like we all feel like we've been on a hinge date with Albie at some point in our lives. That is a such a good point. That is such a good point. I was on once a OkCupid date back in the day with a guy who wore socks in his sandals. No, that turns out to be Albie. No, Um, that was was actually Albie. (laughs) He was also like six foot three and very cute, but um, had no sexual like exuded nothing sexual. And that is also Albie um, to me. I thought it was really interesting. Speaking of backstory, um, Michael Imperioli's wife, you can hear that she is with someone when he calls her in the finale. Oh, when she's like talking and she's like, I can't really talk right now. Okay. I didn't pick up on that at all. I'm a rube. <laughs> I'm a freaking rube. I want to quickly talk about Portia at the airport um, when she puts on the most heinous outfit of all time. She what really goes out with a bang. That? What was the point she's, of that? She's in disguise because she thinks the mafia is coming after her because Wait, also, told would you her. Have, would you have gone back for Will to see if he was okay? Yes. Okay. This <laughs> is when I was like, of course, like I, I was like, you are, n- I, 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 she's a monster. She's a monster. Was like, she's a monster. She needs to go check on her fucking boss. She got, when I, she got her phone back, I was like, you need to run, run Lassie, like go find Tanya and make sure she's okay. Go call the police, do something, do like, something to, 
I am, you know me, I am scared of everything. Literally when a fight breaks out anywhere, like I remember once being in New York and a fight broke up out on the street. I, I leave friends. I'm like, nope, not me. I'm not doing this right now. I'm not doing this right now. I also don't really believe in calling the police because um, I'm worried that someone is going to get shot because they're um, historically very good at escalating violence. And so okay, I just leave situations <laughs> in case you guys haven't heard. Okay. Um, so I, genu- I generally leave situations, but I'm not scared of the mafia. What is this 1950? No, thank you. The police are so much scared of the mafia. I would literally go hunt Tanya down. I would. And so it's also like, it's as simple as just going back to the hotel. It's like, just go back. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've had some pretty evil bosses. I've, I've had some pretty hashtag horrible bosses, if you know what I mean. Um, and I still think I would have gone back to the hotel and been like, has anyone seen her at least like, come on. Or at least when Albie's like someone drowned at the hotel and then a bunch of bodies were found on a yacht, I wouldn't just be like, oh, shit. Can I get your number? I would be like, exactly. Oh, I would be do like, you get okay, a drink I'm, sometime? I've got to go reevaluate my entire life because I might have just really fucked up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't with Portia. That was also to me, I was like, okay, this is clearly written because if I was Portia, the last thing I would do would be like, okay, great. I think we should like try our thing again. I know it's yeah but it was cute I was like okay they needed to come back together somehow I guess Um, they did I mean I don't I would have settled just for a greeting I feel bad for here's where my real sympathy lies okay the season one White Lotus cast agree because they were just blasted out of the fucking water you know one of um those uh those sort of lake floats that's in, at some camps called like the blob and uh, someone sits yeah. on the edge of it i've seen heavyweights so, okay i had one at my camp which no was not a fat camp um but if it was that's okay too and i remember one of my earliest memories was this huge guy <laughs> oh my god who, there was like this short skinny kid who was in front of them and this huge guy looking at him and saying i'm gonna fly you to the moon <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and that's exactly what white lotus season two did to white lotus it flew season one to the moon that flew, flew, to, the flew moon. to the moon it said goodbye good riddance i'm the i'm the big Kahuna. macho man in town i'm the big kahuna in town guess what i'm the big a kahuna um no okay i agree and i actually rewatched season one because i've been like moving and i need something on in the background while i'm like unpacking stuff and agree. Season one is it's good. It's it's prestige it, TV. It's, it's fine. Yeah. And by the way, the Alexandra Daddario, Jake Lacey storyline is incredible. And I love it. Still slaps. Still slaps. But everything else is kind of like whatever. And then also like the Tanya Belinda storyline is amazing. But yeah, I kind of was like, I think my whole problem as as Carolina heard many times with that season was the teen girls. I just found so. Oh yeah. No, I felt the exact same way, but I was like, this is setting, we're going to lose the right to vote. (laughs) This is setting feminism back. But also I think this season, the thing that was so golden about it was the couples thing was like, that's never been touched on in this way. And it's such a real thing. 
and yes. it's so relatable. And it's like we all know people like that. We've all been in relationships like that. We've all been the couple that's struggling or the couple that's yes. on the honeymoon honeymoon phase. Mostly the couple that's struggling. Um, really, I've most had an the- easy time of relationships. <laughs> I've been on this podcast to talk about how good all my relationships and how easy they have been. Can't think of a single stinker in there. My last relationship, I was at one point the happy couple rubbing it in the angry couple's face. And it was really fun to be the happy couple for once. Yeah, it always starts out that way. I remember I was in an SUV with this other couple and they were in the back in this silent fight. And me and my boyfriend at the time were driving and rapping to Into Club by 50 Cent which was on the radio. And I thought we are so happy and everyone in the back is so lame and I feel bad for them. Everyone in the back is so lame and I feel bad. And I feel bad for them. Little did I know that give me some time, I would be that couple in a, sh- in a GIF. Goodness gracious. Well, apparently you think that couple is fine and should stay together and should cheat on each other and be happy. Apparently that's what you want. Apparently I can't, that's what I, listen, makes you happy. I can't think clearly around this man. I truly already looked up and he's happily married. He has two kids. So I'm fucked. And I. I know I, mean, I, I literally was like, OK, I got to get my shit together. I got to have sex. I don't want a boyfriend, but like I do want to have sex now. I know this is insensitive, but like I have a prediction based on looking at three to five Instagram photos that there's trouble in paradise and Theo James marriage and they're going to get divorced. Okay, interesting. I read a bunch of tips on uh, Dumois and I want to, she has a podcast episode all about the White Lotus cast because I guess there was a lot of hookups happening. Like Megan Fahey hooked up with Cowabunga. <gasps> um, Albie hooked up with the Lucia. Okay, wait. Come on. He is so I know, not I know. No, I know. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard. My friend was talking to me. It's and- like, wow, women do struggle. I know it's so dark. I'm going to end up with a fucking janitor. And I mean, not that that's bad. Please don't come after me in the comments. And they don't care. Our comments are all Republicans who are like, why do you hate us? <laughs> They're not going to care. That is so funny. They're like, I like this podcast, but is it really the worst thing in the world to be a Republican? Uh, yeah, it is. Actually, that is the worst thing in the world. Congratulations. You are it. And that's why I wanted to end today. No, I wanted to say that I don't know where to go from here. Like, I need a new Sunday TV show. Mm-hmm. I need right. okay. nutrients. I need to be fed. Um, what if I started watching Entourage and, like, wanted to talk about the pot every no, week? No, no. I'm saying you need to start watching Sister Wives. Oh, my God. Carol. I, or Real Housewives of Miami. I'm, I just started that, too. I'm loving that. But I heard that this season's really good. I love that Larsa is giving us Dorit face and Dorit braid. Okay, Larsa wore the same pants that I actually own in a recent episode. And I was like, okay, I'm so like happy about this, except I wish I had a giant fake ass to like fill it out in the back. It's hard. But yeah, those are a couple of recommendations I have. I, I think we're just going to have to wait for the new succession to come out. And that's that's, that's true. That's not going to be till the spring, apparently. So. Until then, I, I guess we can read. Uh, I forgot how. It's been too long. I know. Just kidding. I'm reading a couple of books and I'm taking it's 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 literally like my eyes are getting readjusted to reading paper because I mostly read on my phone. And that's really depressing. Well, we will miss Tanya. I will. I will rewatch this season. I need a second because I was on a group text with um, some colleagues and I literally said, I feel sad and I feel lost. Yeah. After her passing. So I'm going to need a second. 
but I am going to dive back in. There are so many Easter eggs I need to see. For instance, when Tanya gets off the boat in the in the first episode, she goes, oh, whoops, and almost falls. Ooh. And Valentina literally was like, oh, my God. That is so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I can rewatch it a fourth time just yet, but in due time, that will happen. <laughs> just yet. I It was so funny looking and the fans were going off the hook. I swear it was like our Star Wars. People were like, okay, everyone who wears orange is going to die. Oranges are a symbolic theme in The Godfather. I was like, I was, fu- I was, you know, I was what? eating that up. I think it's like annoying because I was reading, I was reading like the best, some article about the best episodes of television and of 2022 the amount of fucking star wars and like marvel disney plus shit like i just feel like popular people are supposed to be popular for a reason and nerds are supposed to be nerds for a reason and (laughs) i don't like this blending of lines yeah and that's how people like albie get laid yeah anyway so it's been a journey It's been a journey. Thank you for coming on this White Lotus journey with us. It was an honor. And until next week, I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.